Thank you for choosing the podcast of East Haven Baptist Church in Brookhaven, Mississippi. For more information on the ministries of East Haven and to access videos and sermon notes from our services, visit www.easthaven.net. I think every single one of us at some point in time or at some during some season, we find ourselves in need of of comfort. We find ourselves in need of something that's greater than ourselves, something that is stronger than the strength that maybe we've been relying upon, some, someone or something that can offer more wisdom than, than we might realize that, that we even need at that moment, but we just know we need some, some help. And I think so often whenever we're looking for that sort of comfort, we, the world is, is full of people, of different things, of different avenues that are offered to us as means of comfort. It's sort of like if you've ever been to a, if you've ever been to a, a fair or a carnival midway and you've, you've walked down that midway and you have find all the, all the carnival workers calling out, and you just come over here, I have the best prizes, no, you need to come over here, and, and, and I, I have exactly what you need, and, and there are all these voices on the left and the right saying, I have exactly what you need, I have exactly what you need, and, and you find that you're really taking a chance if you go to any of those places there on the carnival midway, and you also find out even if you win, you end up with a prize that doesn't really last and is, is not that great. And in the same way, when the world is offering us comfort and saying, I have the comfort that you need. If you'll just do this, if you'll just believe this, if you'll just cling to this or that, then you will have the comfort that you need. And it always turns out like one of those prizes from the fair. It always turns out to be cheap. It's ineffective. It's not going to last. Yet we go to all these different things for comfort. So we want to know what can give us lasting comfort? What can give us that lasting comfort, that comfort that remains, that comfort that is stable, that comfort we can depend upon, that comfort that can can strengthen us in a way that nothing else can? And we've been working through this series called By My Spirit, and today we want to look at just that. We want to look at the Holy Spirit as the comforter. What does that mean for us? What does that mean for those who are followers of Christ if the Holy Spirit is our comforter? And we're going to be looking at just one verse in John chapter 16. We have a few other verses in John 16 we'll look at in just a moment. But in John chapter 16, if we look at the context, Jesus has just spent about three years with his disciples. And John 16 occurs, this statement occurs, before Jesus is arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane. It occurs after the Lord's Supper. So this is the night before Jesus is taken to the cross. And Jesus is with his disciples, and there in John 15, Jesus drops some really heavy, burdensome news upon the disciples. He starts telling them how they're going to suffer. He starts telling them how they're going to be persecuted. He starts telling them all of these things that are going to occur. And then he also tells them, I'm going to go away. Now, that's not exactly what you want to hear if you've been with Jesus for three years. You've seen Jesus perform miracles. 
You've seen Jesus multiply fish and loaves. You've seen him still the, the sea in the midst of a storm. You've seen him raise the dead. You've seen him do all manner of things that would give you great comfort knowing that Jesus himself is there with you. And now he tells the disciples, but I'm leaving you. And you're going to face all these troubles. And so the disciples are very sorrowful about this. They're very concerned about this. They're grieved about this. How often when we find ourselves in the midst of a difficult situation, we might think or say something like this. If only Jesus himself were here. If Jesus himself, if he, if Jesus would just happen to be here in the flesh, I would find great comfort in that. But we find what Jesus tells the disciples is the opposite of that thought. In John chapter 16, verse 7, Jesus tells his disciples, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Pray with me if you would. Lord God, we come before you this morning. We come before your word and we pray that you might speak to each of our hearts. You might speak to each of our minds. You might speak into what each person is experiencing right now in life. Whatever circumstance, situation that we find ourselves in where we need your comfort, we pray that today you might speak truth into that area. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. When Jesus uses this word for comforter, or I'm sorry, this word for helper, this word is translated in different translations in different ways. Sometimes it's translated, as in my version here, as helper. Sometimes it's translated as comforter. Sometimes translated as counselor. Sometimes translated as advocate. The idea is it is someone, the word that he uses, it's someone who comes alongside you to protect you, to defend you, to support you. It's a term related to the legal, the legal system of the day, an advocate, kind of a defense attorney. But the idea is that that person who comes alongside you and walks alongside you, that person is, is there to give you comfort, to give you strength, to defend you, to protect you. And Jesus says that I will send this one. I will send a helper, a comforter, a counselor, an advocate. And it's not just going to be one who is alongside you, but one who will be in you. But Jesus tells them, it is to your advantage that I go away. Because if I do not go away, the helper will not come. The comforter, the counselor will not come. So if I go away, you will receive the Holy Spirit as followers of me. And that is better than my physical presence. Now that may be hard for us to understand. How could anything be better than the physical presence of Jesus with his disciples? Yet Jesus says, it's to your advantage that I go away. You've heard me use this phrase before. The Holy Spirit inside you is better than Jesus beside you. The Holy Spirit inside you is better than Jesus beside you. And that's what he tells the disciples. The Holy Spirit, the helper, the comforter, the counselor, who will be in you, that is to your advantage, and it's better 
that you have the Holy Spirit inside of you than you being in my physical presence, walking with me here on earth. How can that be to an advantage? Well, the Bible kind of lays this out. So first of all, the Holy Spirit inside you is better than Jesus beside you because followers of Christ are never alone in seasons of struggle. These disciples, when Jesus was away from them, they they didn't have that presence that comfort that was with them because Jesus would be away from them, physically speaking. But Jesus says, through the Holy Spirit, I can be with you all the time. I can be with every believer. That means the Holy Spirit, if you're a follower of Christ, is living within each one of us who are followers of Christ. That means all around the world. God is present, indwelling every follower of Christ. Now, if Jesus were here in the flesh, that wouldn't be the case. If Jesus were here in the flesh and the Holy Spirit had never come, you would have to go somewhere to see Jesus, or Jesus would have to come somewhere to see you to give you comfort. But no, not if he goes away, he sends the Holy Spirit, and now we're never alone in seasons of struggle. Let's look back at the context of John 16, starting in verse 1. Jesus tells the disciples, I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away. They will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering service to God. And they will do these things because they have not known the Father nor me. But I've said these things that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told them to you. I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you. But now I am going to him who sent me and none of you asks, where are you going? But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Jesus has laid out to them and he says, they're going to kill you. They're going to persecute you. Earlier in chapter 15, he's laid out some of the other things that they're going to face. And he says, because I'm going to leave you and now you're sorrowful. And then that segues into the verse that we're looking at today. Nevertheless, it's to your advantage that I go away because I'm going to send the helper, the comforter, the counselor to you. So we're never alone in seasons of struggle because the Holy Spirit of God dwells within us. 1 Corinthians 3.16, Paul writes, do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? Now here's what we sometimes think. Yeah, but if, if I have the Holy Spirit, that can't be as good as Jesus. If I have the Holy Spirit, that can't be as powerful is Jesus in the flesh next to me. That can't be the same. It can't be on the same level. Well, in fact, Jesus himself says it is. In John chapter 14, verse 16, Jesus makes a promise. He says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Now, it doesn't come out in our English translations very often, But that word that he uses there for another, I'm going to give you another helper, another comforter, another counselor. That word just does not mean another as in someone else. It's a word that means one of exactly the same kind. He says, just as I have been in my physical presence with you, I have been a helper a comforter, a counselor, I'm going to send you 
a helper, a comforter, a counselor who is just like me. I'm going to send you one of the same kind, and he will be with you forever. He's never going to go away. He'll be with you forever. And so whenever we find ourselves, and who hasn't needed comfort in times? These are times where we need comfort. And so many people I know here within our church family, they're, they're going through seasons of, of darkness. They're going, some going through seasons of deep grief, some deep seasons of, of uncertainty. And we need comfort in that time. And how many of us might have thought, oh, but only if Jesus were. No, the Holy Spirit is with us. And he is just the same kind of helper, comforter, counselor that Jesus himself is. So we're never alone in time of struggle. Never alone. God is always with us. Now, we say, well, if God's with us and he never leaves us, then, then everything should be great, and I should just be able to, to do whatever I'd like. Well, even though the Holy Spirit never leaves us, it is possible to grieve the Holy Spirit. We can grieve the Spirit of God within us. Though He never leaves us, we can grieve Him. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, Paul writes, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So even though we never lose the Holy Spirit, if we are followers of Christ, we can grieve the Holy Spirit. There may be things that we do, things that we say, places we go, where we're taking the Holy Spirit with us, and the Holy Spirit is grieved by that. The Holy Spirit is, is grieved whenever we don't, we don't follow God's Word. The Holy Spirit is grieved whenever we do things in rebellion to God. The Holy Spirit is grieved by these things. The Holy Spirit is grieved when God is leading us to, to step out in faith and we resist and we pull back. It's perfectly possible to grieve the Holy Spirit even though the Holy Spirit never leaves us. But we can know we are never alone in times and seasons of struggle. I don't know what season of struggle you may be going through, but rest assured, if you're a follower of Christ, you are not alone. You are not alone in this. Not only do you have your, your faith family around you, you have God himself living within you. So you're never, ever alone. No matter how much Satan, no matter how much the flesh wants to tell you you're by yourself in this, he would love, Satan would love to insulate us and isolate us from the truth of God's word. The truth of God's word is that you are never alone. God is with you. There's another reason in the Bible that we find that, that the Holy Spirit inside us is better than Jesus beside us. And it's this. We are reassured by God's eternal truth by the Spirit of God. In John chapter 14, verse 25 Jesus speaks these words to the disciples. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Now, we, we pick up with verse 27 often. It's a wonderful promise. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. But when we look at it in the context, 
The context is understanding and knowing the truth of God. That's what we find. Look back at verse 25. These things I've spoken to you while I'm still with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all I've said to you. Peace I leave with you. So whenever we find ourselves in, in a time of struggle or we're time our, we find ourselves in need of comfort, we need to understand that the primary place we should go is the Word of God. And the Word of God, by the, through the Spirit of God working in us, will give us that comfort in the Word of God. And we can know that peace. Notice what Jesus says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. My peace I give to you. Which means the peace that we receive is the peace that Jesus himself has. How at peace do you think Jesus is? Jesus is perfectly at peace. Jesus is completely at peace. Jesus is at peace with God the Father. And Jesus has peace as he's living on earth. He has peace because he understands the will of his Father. He's going to do the will of his Father. He's going to live in perfect obedience. And he stands upon that. He can be at peace in the face of his tormentors. He can be at peace as he's going to the cross, even though he's grieved by that, even though his, 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 his body recoiled against that idea. He is at spiritual peace. And he says, I'm giving you that kind of peace. And how does it come? By the power of the Holy Spirit and as we are informed by the word of God. How many times have you had this happen? A situation emerges and, and God, through the Holy Spirit, he just, he brings back to memory a verse that you've read, a verse that you've seen. He just brings it back to the forefront of your mind. I've had that happen to me just in the last week. Just a verse just came welling back up, the exact verse that I needed to do that spiritual warfare. He brought it back, brought it back to memory. Now, I know sometimes people say, well, if he's God, then he should just be able to put whatever verse in my mind that I need, and I don't need to even read the Bible. Because if he's God, then he can do that. That's kind of like going out in the battle with, with an empty magazine in your weapon and saying, well, Lord, if you want me to do battle, just give me some bullets. No. You, you, the Holy Spirit draws from that stockpile of ammunition that you have stored up, that, that spiritual ammunition that you have stored up. I know some of you know I love guns, and you're like, this is, not, this is, no, this is no, no surprise he's using this metaphor. But that's the idea, that we can go back, and the Holy Spirit can draw from all of the Scripture that we have meditated on, that we have pondered, that we have read, that we have memorized. And so you need, to, you need to stockpile your spiritual armory with the word of God so that when those doubts come and those fears come and those questions come, you can allow the Holy Spirit to lead you into truth based upon what the word of God says. In fact, in John 15 verse 26, Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as the spirit of truth. And so we are reassured by God's eternal truth. Listen to 1 Corinthians 2.12. Paul writes, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. 
We only understand the spiritual things given to us and are reassured in those truths by God himself. Who we are, who we are, understanding who we are in Christ, understanding our our spiritual identity, understanding where we are headed, making sense of the world and all that's in it, understanding the spiritual reality that we are living in only comes by the Spirit of God. And it comes by being informed by the Word of God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. If God has freely given me something, I want to know to the fullest extent possible what those things are and how he wants to use them in my life to make me more like Christ. And so we find the Holy Spirit inside of us will reassure us by God's eternal truth. Can I just ask you, how much time are you spending in God's eternal truth? Now, I don't say that to be legalistic. That's not the, I don't, I'm not saying you should spend X amount of minutes per day and you should memorize this many scripture per week. That's, that's not what we're saying. But are you feasting on God's word? Do you love God's word? Do you realize that God's word is living and it's active? Do you realize when you read God's word, you're not reading just cold, dead, black and white words on a page. That's not what you're looking at. You are, you are reading, you are absorbing, you are being fed by the literal power of God himself. The word of God and the spirit of God being God loves the word of God. We talked about this the last two weeks. The spirit of God is never going to contradict the word of God. And so we find that we, to understand the leading of the Holy Spirit, we must understand God's eternal truth and be reassured by God's eternal truth. Can I just issue you a challenge? If you're in the middle of a time of a season of struggle or you're in need of that comfort and that reassurance, can I just ask you to do something? This week, spend some time reading God's Word. I'll tell you a great place to start. If, you, if you're in need of comfort, just start reading through the Psalms. Start reading through the Psalms, and I promise you, you will not go very far until you will find God speaking to you from his word and giving you the comfort that you need in recognizing that he is God, he's in control, and through the Holy Spirit inside of you, he will give you that reassurance as you abide, you stay put, you linger in his word. Well, there's one more reason, there's multiple reasons, but just one more reason this morning why the Holy Spirit inside you is better than Jesus beside you. That's because followers of Christ are able to share comfort with others. We're able to share comfort with others. Probably the most beautiful passage that I know of about that idea is found in the words of Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Starting in verse 3, Paul writes, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and God of all comfort. He's the God of all comfort. All true comfort, all lasting comfort, all stable comfort, all the comfort that we need comes from the God of all comfort. And then he goes on, who comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in 
any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. Where your sufferings are great and you rely upon the comfort of God, your comfort is great. But then when we are comforted, according to this passage, when we are comforted by God, the God of all comfort, then we can extend that comfort to others. I can't tell you how many times over the years I have seen it in my own life. And I can't tell you how many times over the years that I have sat in meetings or sat in discussions or had talks with individuals or families. And they've been going through a very difficult time, a very difficult season. And how many times I've told them, I I know you're in the middle of a hard time. I know you're grieving right now. I know this hurts right now. But I can promise you something. That God, if you will allow him to walk with you through this, and you will allow him to give you comfort, there may always be a hole if it's grief, there may always be some pain, but God will use this to equip you to extend comfort to someone else. Many years ago, I mentioned that to someone, and she looked at me and she said, great, Now, not only do I have to worry about getting through this, I got to worry about helping somebody else. And I said, but not right now. I'm telling you it's going to get better. If you're in the middle of pain right now, can I just tell you, it's going to get better. It will get better. And I know some people say, well, but what if it doesn't get better here? Well, if you're a follower of Christ, it's going to get a whole lot better there. It will get better one day. It will. But God can use whatever it is that we're going through, whatever comfort he gives to us, he wants us to turn around and extend that comfort to someone else who is in need by the power of God. Where we can sit down and we can tell someone, I've been there, I've walked through that, let me tell you what God did in me to walk through a season similar to this. Now granted, I know that no one has walked through exactly the same thing. I think that's, that's one thing that's so difficult whenever you lose a loved one and someone comes to you and they say, oh, I know exactly how you feel. Okay, can I just tell you? No, they don't. Because you knew that person in a specific and a special way. Your memories, your experiences, your life with them, that was unique to you and that person. So no, they know somewhat like you feel because they've been in a similar situation, but they don't know exactly how you feel. They know, they know like, they know something like how you feel, but they don't know exactly how you feel. But we understand that when we go through one of those seasons, then someone is going to come along who has been through something similar and they can give us comfort. And when we go through those situations, we will eventually come in contact with, God will, through divine appointments, intersect our course of life with someone else who is in need of the very comfort that God has poured into us. I've seen it happen in my own life time and time and time and time again. And I've seen it happen in other lives again and again and again. I've seen people go through some of the most devastating loss, some of the most painful seasons, some of the most incredibly weighty situations. And when God has brought them out on the other side, they turn around and they use 
that season of brokenness to minister to other people, to watch God do a work in them. And he will do that in you. That's part of his redeeming process of a broken world and broken lives and broken situations. But that's comfort that we are given. We are able by the power of the Holy Spirit to share that comfort with others who are in need. In Romans chapter 15, verse 5, Paul writes this one verse. And sometimes we, we gloss over it. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus. This God of endurance and encouragement, this God who comforts us, who strengthens us, this God who gives us the strength to continue, he says, may this God help you, grant you, give you the ability to live in harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, in agreement with Jesus, because the power of God working within us. This God of encouragement and endurance who is equipping us to live for him is the same God of encouragement and endurance that allows us to offer to others to live in harmony, to live in unity, that same type of encouragement and endurance. To hang on, to keep moving, to keep believing, to keep trusting, to not waver, to stand firm, and to believe with everything that is in us what God says is true. And we can offer that comfort to others. The Holy Spirit, if you're a follower of Christ, the Holy Spirit inside you is better than Jesus himself in the flesh beside you. Because the Holy Spirit now indwells us, resides within us, and he is the one, who, the only one who brings lasting comfort. Let's pray. Lord God, as we come before you this morning... We recognize that there are many of us in this room that are in need of your comfort. We are in need of the power that comes only from the helper, the comforter, the counselor, our, our, our defender, our advocate, the Holy Spirit. And so, Father, I pray if there's anybody here this morning, anybody watching or listening, and they are just worn down. Maybe worry has been doing a number on them. Worry's got them on the ropes and is just pounding away. Or maybe there's some doubt that's been hounding them. Maybe there's a fear that's been keeping them awake all during the night. Father, there may be some, some great loss, some grief, the loss of a loved one, the potential loss of a loved one, or all manner of, of things that, that may come, that may threaten our peace, that may seek to rob us of joy, all manner of, of arrows that Satan would love to fire into us to, to cause us to waver, to cause us to turn, to cause us to stop moving. Father, I pray by the power of your spirit, by the power of the helper, the comforter, the counselor, that you just might fill each of those individuals 
with such encouragement and endurance, with such comfort as you are the God of all comfort, that you would do that by your spirit, speaking truth by your word to those areas of life where they are most broken. And into those broken areas, you would just pour your grace. You would pour your mercy. You would pour your strength. And you would knit them together and then you would use them as as instruments so that people might see how a follower of Christ filled with the Spirit would respond to those situations and circumstances. And then in doing so, I pray that you would, by divine orchestration, intersect their lives with people who are in need of that very type of comfort that you have given them. Father, I pray for anybody here this morning. Maybe they've never received the Holy Spirit because they've never followed Christ. They've never made that decision. And they've run to all manner of other things to try to seek a cure, to seek a solution for their major problem, which is not a lack of comfort, but it's sin and the penalty that they face. And we're thankful that Jesus came lived a perfect life, died a death in our place on the cross, was buried and rose again on the third day, showing that that sacrifice was accepted. And if we trust that that sacrifice was sufficient, if we trust his word, we trust what he said, that we can come to him and we can surrender our lives and we turn from our sin and turn toward Christ alone and follow him, we will be saved. So, Father, I pray that this morning that some would make that decision to follow Christ. And in doing so, they would immediately receive your spirit. We know that your spirit indwells followers of Christ. So, Father, I pray now that you would go before us in this time of decision. That above all, that you would be glorified in our lives. I pray you would go before us the remainder of this week as we as we go out into the world, into our workplaces, into school, into our community. Father, I pray that you might use us as people of comfort who have been comforted by the God of all comfort, by the power of your spirit and your word. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Some of us will be here at the front. If there's any...